back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. Rico joined by Nick Sainert here on the airwaves, bringing you all kinds of fun news. Sometimes not so fun news, but hey, this one's interesting to say the least. Um, Terrell Farley mentioned, the black shirt mentioned on the captain earlier, that Nebraska is listed as the top school in the Big Ten in terms of returning starters. Nebraska has 14 starters returning on their team, but I guess the main question is, even though you lead the conference in returning starters, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be good. So what is the, I guess, I don't know how to word this question. Nebraska has 14 returning starters. Does that make you feel better about this team? Or do you still have the same reaction to, you know, if they didn't have, if they had, you know, seven returning starters? Um, I would say that a lot of Nebraska's issue hasn't been the talent. So I would just be cautious Excuse me. I would be cautious of knowing that they have 14 returning starters. Oh, is it eight on the offensive side? No, no. I was try. I'm trying to figure it out right now, and I'm just like doing it in my head. I'm I know. Not even, I, know. I have the roster pulled up, but I don't have it pulled. Like I'm not looking at it like thoroughly to look at it. But I'm like left tackle, right tackle. I know exactly where we can find it. Technically, right guard because Tan- Turner Corcoran right. is returning. Um, running back with Anthony Grant. And one wide receiver with Marcus Washington. So that would be your offense. So three offensive linemen, a wide receiver, and a running back. If you're just going with starters, because you're not returning a quarterback, you're not returning your center, and your left guard is returning, but he didn't play last year. Well, so according to Phil Steele. What is Phil Steele? Nebraska said Nebraska has 15. Gosh darn it. Oh, come on. 15. Do you want me to? Here, hold on, hold on. G- give me the magazine. You There's fix- 15 returning starters. Fix your back. You fix you fix your mic. I'll turn your mic off while you fix that. Nick, if you're watching on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Nick decided to uh, break his microphone. It's okay, though. We'll let him fix that while I go through this. I actually don't know where I'm looking for the 15 starters. Up top right. Up top right. Okay, top right, returning starters, seven on offense, eight on defense. So, yeah, 15, although we're going to have to find out where those starters are. Goodness gracious, Nicholas Sainert, what are you doing? <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm trying to find these starters on on this magazine. I don't like this magazine. There's too much going on. What is happening right now? This is ridiculous. There's so many numbers. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Anthony Grant is the starter running back. He is returning. Uh, Braxton Clark, a defensive back. Did he start last year? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, he kind of did. We'll count it. Two returning starters there. Um, Malcolm Hartzog. That's three. Uh, Quentin Newsom is four. Marcus Washington five. Brian Bashini because you count the the special teams. That's six. Miles Farmer seven. Um, are you ready? No, not yet. Okay, Miles Farmer seven. Uh, we're gonna keep going. Gabe Irvin didn't start. He's returning, but he's not a starter, so that doesn't count. Marquis Buford Jr. Um, that's eight. Do 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 do. This is fun. This is a great game. Luke Reimer is nine. Tommy Hill. Does Tommy Hill count? He started the season at corner, but then he moved, and then he didn't start anymore. I'm going to count it. So that's 10. Um, Let's keep this going because this is a thing. Phelan Sanford started towards the end of the season or like the last game of the season, but I'm not going to count that. 
Um, so we're still at 10. This is fun. This is a great game. Um, Nick Henrich is 11. I lost my place. It's okay. We're fine. 11, 12 with Borkature. 13 with Ben Hart. 14 with Teddy. 15 with Turner. 16 with Isaiah. We've gone too far. I have too many now. No, that makes sense. Yeah. No, 16 with Ty. I've gone too far. We have too many. What in the world is happening with you right now? I put it on backwards. <laughs> what in the world? So just, okay, let me just move. Turn this off, please. <laughs> I All of you need to get... <laughs> you need to get to the Starter Haven video stream and see Nick's struggle with this microphone right now. <laughs> because it's ridiculous and it's hilarious. Okay. So I'm here on mic one, <laughs> while I while I do the other mic here. Um, okay, so okay, so that way I went to, I went yeah, too you, far. You went through. All I of went them. way too far. Either but way, it's okay. Okay, let's be honest here. So you said the players aren't the problem. I, I you said I, yeah. the players aren't the problem. The players really weren't the problem. But as I said before, at a certain point, it gets past the coaches, and the players need to actually make a play and get something done. So having 14 returning starters. 15 returning starters, depending on where you're looking and who you're looking at, um, doesn't really make anything better for Nebraska because no. you still you're returning guys from a team that only won four games. And if you've you know seen what Dion did, you won one game. You might as well just get rid of the whole roster because those guys are are you know part of that losing culture. So we need to fix that and and start things all over. So I mean, you for sure have your two special teams guys returning. You have your starting running back. Two of your starting middle linebackers, although if you're running a 3-3-5, it could be down to one actually starting. Yeah. Your entire defensive backfield is pretty much back, I believe. Well, so, I mean, I, I would also I would also point this out. Um, you would hope that a team that never had a real identity the last five years, four and a half years, um, maybe under, under a new staff, that they are developing whatever their identity is, and if that's the case, then... However many guys you have back shouldn't matter because you're going to – the staff, like, I think returners only matter when it's a the same staff as the previous year. That, that's that's why I think when you can put stock into it because when you're a new staff, especially the way Matt Rule does things, right, we have the track record to go off of. We know that usually in year one the record's not usually that uh, attractive for Matt Rule. But I think when you those were different situations. Yeah, it is. Except it is different situations. Temple, he didn't inherit a. It's just a. It was just a bad program. Like it's just a, a program. Well, they that they didn't had a winning have, record when he took over. It just wasn't a program though that has the national brand that Nebraska That's has. True. So I'm not saying to expect a one in eleven game, but as they did with like the quarterback room, expect them to put in whoever they feel the most confident in. So you can have these returning starters of. Marcus Washington and and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda or whoever, um, and, and receivers just the one I went with. Mm -hmm. You can have those guys, and at the beginning of the season, say, "Oh, well, look, th those guys played a lot last year." I, I don't know if that necessarily means that they're going to play the same role as they did last year here in 2023. Because as the staff did with the quarterback room, as the staff has done with the running back room as well, and hopefully every single room on this team, both offensive and defense. Um, 
that they're they've evaluated the entire room from top to bottom, and they're going to put right the cliche term who on the the players on the field that give them the best chance to win. I mean, if you're looking at some of the guys that they brought in, and if you take not take the transfers out, but if you look at some of the newcomers, some of the, the freshmen and, you know, a Juco guy that, that came in, there's a good chance that you see a decent amount of freshmen playing yeah. just because, again, it's a four-win team last season, and they brought in some pretty some, – some freshmen that look physically like they might be able to contribute a little bit to the team. So maybe they'll play their four games in redshirt. Yeah. Maybe they'll actually play a game – and as I said before, skill position is a lot easier to make an impact as a freshman than on that defensive or offensive line. But if you look at a guy like a Cam Lenhart exactly. or a Prince Will Umanmielen, they look like they'd be able to contribute right away, especially for a defensive line that maybe isn't devoid of talent, but is devoid of significant experience outside of Ty Robinson. Well, I think Ty – oh, on the defensive line. Yeah, yeah defensive I mean, line. You're right on that. Um, I also – as much as we, we've thrown around the term three three five, as much as we've thrown around talking about Tony White and what it's going to look like, I think there's still a lot of question marks on how they're going to set up and in what, you know, if they decide to use Cam Lenhart, Cam, a guy like Cam Lenhart, and if you want to continue with the transfers, guys like Elijah Judy and, and the new guy, or freshman Prince Will, Uman Miel, and like... Does Kai Wallen... He's a, he's a Wallen, Juco a guy, Juco but it's guy. a tra- transfer signing. Either way... The new we can just clump them in the new guys. I think everybody starts at zero. Like I, I, I yeah. feel I feel like what we've talked about it so much that this is a four win football team and a really really poor football team, poorly coached football team the last few years. Um, that everybody this year probably should have started at zero and gotten evaluated from the ground up because. After a four-win season, does anybody deserve to have their starting spot just handed to them? I mean, it would make sense considering even if you're a returning starter, you're returning playing a different – you were playing a different defense. Under a different coach. You were playing a different offense. Uh, and even with special teams, although it's pretty you know cut and dry with special teams, there are some nuances that are going to be different with a different special teams coach. So yeah. starting over from zero would make the most sense because even if you do return – it's not going to be the same as as last season. So the you have as much knowledge of this offense and defense as the freshman coming in. Well, like that's the thing is uh, you know how to play college ball. You know the physicality that it takes. You know what you should do to keep your body in shape for the long season and and facing all of these you know massive human beings and great athletes that you're going to face. But in terms of knowledge of the playbook and and what have you, it's pretty much the same. Like I think also part of it from a fan's perspective. If Nebraska's winning games uh, and the schedule, I mean, if Nebraska starts out, I don't know, 3-0 and or 4-0 and even if you want to go a step further, that are, I mean, four, here we go, winnable games, right? But if Nebraska starts out 4-0, and nobody's going to question the way that the guys that are playing. Mm-hmm. There might be one where, like last year, if Nebraska was winning games, then nobody is going, oh, man, I wonder where Ramirez Johnson's at. Maybe there's a couple people saying that. But they're not mad about it. I would Nobody's... have been asking that question. Okay, so you would have been asking it. But like, for You're like right. this this year, let's say, I don't know, there's there's true freshman wide receivers playing because they brought in six of them. Mm-hmm. And and you don't see Josh Fleeks and you don't see Mar- Marcus Washington. All right, if Nebraska's 4-0, and 
are are fans going to be like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm really frustrated that Marcus Washington's not playing. I really wish you'd be playing, Marcus. It's, it's the same. It's the same idea of the backup quarterback on a losing team is the most popular player. It's the same idea, but nobody cares whether or not they're playing or if or whether or not they're playing if you're winning games. And so there's going to be people. I mean, we're going to raise questions of, oh, why isn't X guy playing? Why isn't Y guy playing? But if they're four and zero, or if they're three and one, you're going to be like, well. Here they are. They, they've won games, which is something you can say, and they've put a winning streak together, which is something you could barely say the last few years. What so was it, three games in a row was never done. Three games in a row was never done, and so it's just. I think that's why you know maybe there are going to be some younger guys, and if there's an issue where Nebraska is one and four, and the same guys, and there's been little to no adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's part of it where I think it's trusting the process, but I also think part of it's like the lack of adjustments has killed Nebraska in the last couple of years. It would really just be if they do put together a streak and they start doing something correctly and, and you've got, you know, freshmen or newcomers playing, it'll just the, – the bigger question will just be um, – I guess not question. It would – that kind of – it would be if there's somebody who you heard a lot of in the offseason that was getting hyped up that isn't playing, that would be the only question – um, or it would just be, you know, how how good of a season can this person really have? Wow, why didn't we have yeah, these like, freshmen? Like, these, these freshmen, where did we get them from? Like, the question is going to be all good. There's not going to be any bad. Like you said, you're not going to be sitting here going, oh, man, I really wish that, you know, Chubba Purdy would get a shot at quarterback if Jeff Sims is 4-0 leading the team and has multiple touchdowns and barely any turnovers. You're not going to be sitting here wishing you would see more of the polar bear if Ruquan Buckley is wrecking shop on the defensive tackle position. You're not going to be that, asking to see, well, like you said, more Marcus Washington if you've got Jaden Doss or Malachi Coleman out there catching deep balls and making you know uh, catches along the sideline getting some toe drag swag love uh, on on uh, the four letter network like you're not going to be asking questions about players as long as things are going good the perfect example of this to just kind of finish out the segment the perfect example of this Gabe Irvin right a guy that's that in 2021 was the starting running back as a true freshman right has a decent start to his his freshman year. Felt like he was breaking out in Oklahoma, then gets injured. Ramir Johnson comes up and and ends up being the story of the 2021 season. And then you don't see Ramir Johnson in 2022. But now in 2023, what are we seeing pictures of? How big Gabe Irvin is. So this is the perfect example as to what kind of Rico and I are alluding to, is if by game six, Gabe Irvin has less than 20 carries in a game, and it's heavily featured, of, of uh, heavily features Anthony Grant and Ramir Johnson. Nobody's going to be like, man, remember all those pictures in the offseason that we saw of Gabe Irvin? Why isn't he playing more? Nobody's going to be asking that or, or or pissed off about that Gabe Irvin's not playing if Nebraska's five and one mm-hmm. and their lone losses to Michigan. Nobody's going to be nobody's going to be going, man. Matt Rule doesn't know what Marcus Satterfield doesn't know what he's doing. Why isn't EJ Barthel putting in? Uh, Gabe Irvin, why don't you give him a shot? Remember those pictures that he had? He was super buff. He, he'd be able to run through these defenders. I just, think, I just think also part of it, like, obviously revisionist history and, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But, like, remember after the Northwestern game in 2021 when Jacquez Yant lit Northwestern up and then it was like, you didn't see Jacquez Yant the rest of the season? And everybody was like, why isn't Jock in? Why isn't Yant playing more? Well, maybe because... I don't want to say a fluke, but like 
Maybe that just wasn't there. Maybe that Northwestern defense was just bad. So, I, I don't know. It's just interesting to see. I don't think – I mean, everybody's going to question things when – as we know, everything's gonna, everybody's going to question things when things are going poorly. Um, so, if Nebraska gets off to a good start, then I think returning starters, just kind of loop it all back, go full circle here. I don't think full starter – or returning starters matter as much when you have a new coach. Because I think everybody team. should start on the play, on the even playing field. And you can even make a case that every single year – Everybody starts on this same playing field. Nobody is a returning starter for this offense or defense because it's a different offense and it's a different defense. Frankly, and, and the offense wasn't anything to write home about last year. You, so only, you only have two returning starters, your punter and your kicker. That's it. They do the same things. That, that's what I would say. Is like When you look at Nebraska's offense and defense last year, was it anything to where you're going, everybody that was there last year or a certain percentage of guys that were there last year, they need to be starting this year? Malcolm Hartzog. Maybe. That's the only one. Maybe. Short guys. Short Kings Unite. We'll be right back. Ticket water cooler. A little bit of uh, NFL news as the Washington Commanders finally sold. And uh, Magic Johnson's part of the ownership group. We'll be right back.